0: Hello, I'm Tom, and I'm Nick, and this is... Who got, got the, the assist? assist? Oh, it's
1: a goal. Who got the assist?
0: Who got the assist? Hello, so we're with you on the hullabaloo of deadline day. We've got our yellow ties on, haven't we, Nick? And, uh, yeah, today we'll be talking about that. we we'll are talking about the last game week, game week three, where my mispronunciation of Salah came back to haunt me and thinking about game week four as well. So, Nick, how are you doing during international breaking on this very, very exciting deadline day?
1: I'm doing all right, thank you, Tom. With no FPL around, I wanted freedom, bound and restricted. I tried to give it up, but I'm addicted. But you don't want to hear
0: about that. You're here to hear us talk about FPL. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah, you're right, Nick. So, uh, we are Who Got The Assist. Find us at whogottheassist.com. And also on Twitter, at, at WGTA underscore FPL in this pod we'll run through this game week's key talking points obviously talk deadline day update you guys on the anti-meta Darts Aiders team plus Neon Watcher this week's going to be very very exciting uh, look at market forces maybe digress into some, some psychology before finally taking our community questions in our dedicated section sounds good Tom so how was game week 3 for you well well, it, it wasn't the best league. it wasn't the best to be honest I, I took out uh, Kolasinac who didn't play I took out William, who blanked and put in Alonso who got a clean sheet I Put in Richarlison, who well a Britos tackle caused him to get yeah, uh, do nothing, and I I, I took out uh, Salah for Pogba, and and that didn't go too no, well. No, so Salah got eleven points obviously, and <laughs> Pogba
1: did he get two? He got three. He got didn't three. He, got three, he, got, so he three. got three. But also because you sold Kalasenac, he didn't actually play. But you had you would have had Sutner coming off the bench for seven points.
0: Yes, yeah. So that that translates into a thirteen point negative swing from taking the minus four the Ooh. first of many this year no, sure. not, not very good so
1: it was a red arrow
0: for you though, yeah years. it was it was I'm down to like one point something million now it's, it's not particularly yeah good. I've overtaken you for the first time in about three years I think so. <laughs> that oh, God, it won't yeah. last it'll never last so how did you do Nick?
1: Well, um, so I got 42, which was one point below the average. So, slightly disappointing. I was looking at Green Arrows all until the last minute. So, Ben Davis was on nine points. He was going to get three bonus points. But then, of course, Spurs conceded in the last minute. Yeah. Um, Chris Wood scoring, one yeah, the men over. Yeah, Chris Wood. <laughs> I've written an article about him. And, of course, it comes back to haunt me. Quite a popular, um, uh, could be quite a popular player. Come yeah, up. possibly. I mean, he's quite cheap, 6.5. He's yeah. definitely, once he gets nailed in the in the Burnley team, he's definitely an option yeah
0: for sure at that price as a third
1: striker but yeah so Ben Davis was on 9 points ended up finishing on 2 points so um, Davies let me down this time unfortunately oh no a a shame but I got the points from Salah 11 points from him great um rodriguez he turned up with a goal five points uh, stevens and the monzo clean sheet so a f- few points here and there but my captain was lukaku and of course he missed a penalty so yeah. i ended up getting zero but i think if he scored that penalty he could have got the free bonus as well so it's
0: potentially an 18 point swing in just that one miss which I'm, is shocking really i can't i can't, uh, it, it's one of those things isn't it that when it happens i remember i had aguero a couple of years ago who missed the missed the penalty and it was just one that it was a horrendous miss, and one of those when you're like, oh, that could have been so many points for me, but just that one miss kick, and suddenly my whole game week has gone. I mean, for me, this is the first game week in so long that no one in my team scored or assisted, and that was really, really depressing. <laughs> Key man, I think, who didn't do anything was Harry Kane, who was my captain. I mean, some of the stats are just absolutely ridiculous on Kane. I, 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 there were a lot of people, obviously, who captain Kane, but the August hoodoo continues. Yeah, 24 shots already in three games. A shot every 11 minutes, but only 25% shot accuracy. He's taken 22% of the shots he took last season already in just three games.
1: Yeah, I saw that stat. I mean, 18 shots inside the box. He's had only six on target, though. <laughs> but in, the, in this game, he had 10 shots with two on target. So he's, he's missing a lot. It's slightly concerning for us cane owners, but I think we're both um, holding on to him, aren't we? We Which yeah, maybe is a yeah. bit of a gamble. He looks like he, he will fall... Not yet, but he. I think closer to the deadline, we
0: might see yeah, a fall. Yeah, he, he might do. I mean, the thing is with Kane is that he's the most expensive player in the game, right? So it's a moot point if he drops, because at the end of the day, any player that you swap him to, it doesn't matter, because he's so much more expensive than the Firminos or the Moratas of this world. Exactly,
1: and a lot of people are drafting in players like Firmino, but I can understand the, the appeal It gives you an extra £4 million in the bank. But Liverpool do have Manchester City next. They don't play Arsenal every week, do they,
0: Tom? So no. I, uh... no. No, oh, they don't, Nick. And uh, yeah, that, that, we'll come back to that later, Sean. I, <laughs> I mean, the man who did do quite well in that Spurs game—I've I've actually brought in already uh, for defensive midfielder Kevin De Bruyne, uh, who's a, who is a ten-point or nine-point nine, who should be a five-point zero. Um, but Ali looked pretty good in that game, I yep. thought. Um, he's also been suspended in the Champions League. He got—he got sent off against Ghent back in the halcyon days of February last year, which means. At the beginning of this Champions League season for Spurs, he won't be playing, which means he'll be all in on the league. Definitely an idea, and I'm definitely thinking
1: about Ali. Uh, possibly not this game week though I'm looking at the following game week when they're playing Swansea at home yeah um so Ali scored um Ali scored obviously he had two shots on target with um, six shots in total but I was just frustrated um by that game I kept looking at Twitter and it kept talking about um Kane and Ben Davies connections I think it was about three times Spurs official posted something about a Ben Davies cross or free kick um, and Kane getting on the end of it and, okay. you know, Heaton making a save or just missing the post and I was just screaming a fantastic chance to just score somehow
0: manages to miss the target That's what LiveScore was saying, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was not, great it was, not really, great it was just so depressing, I think, when that happens just because you, you've got so much invested in that I mean, we can talk about United now quickly I mean, you obviously had so much invested in Kaku doing something and you must have thought, you know, penalty, Man United you've, yeah. got, you've got to be in the points here Definitely.
1: I mean, Mkhitaryan, he came up with an assist. I was pleased that Pogba blanked. But I've actually, um, I've actually transferred Pogba in already. Pogba so, um, I So, because obviously KDB was falling. And I was like, right, time to get rid I said last week that KDB was on last chance saloon. He failed miserably yeah. again. So he had to get out. And I didn't want to take the fall on him. I knew I was selling him. And I had yeah. two free transfers because I obviously rolled last week. Yeah, so that's... I made the early move to, grab the, um, to take out KDB and also... Um, Getting Pogba, Pogba yeah. He
0: rises. Yeah, I think Pogba, like the things with Pogba and Mickey, I think the reason I went for Pogba is because obviously Mickey had risen, but and I I had the chance to get Pogba in eight point zero. Obviously it was a bit of a mistake, I should have kept Salah But with Pogba, the touches in the box and the shots is what swings it. I mean he's similar to Deli Alley and Mickey's very similar to Ericsson in that way. And it's that it's like that last year. I mean uh, Mickey creates chances, Pogba seems to take the shots. Um an attempts at goal every 22 minutes for Pogba versus one every 35 minutes for Mickey. Touched in the box for Pogba, 14 touches in the box versus just six for Mickey in the last few games.
1: I also think that Pogba's more nailed on than Mkhitaryan. Obviously Mkhitaryan, he's on, on fire at the moment, bringing out the points and the assists. So he's probably going to play most weeks but knowing um, Jose Mourinho he's got a few options there he's got like Martial he's got Lingard Rashford a few options Pogba in the centre of the park he's definitely nailed he's going to play every week
0: yeah I mean Mkhitaryan I think was kind of coming in at number 10 a lot of the time wasn't he but I mean Matter can play there's one matter as well yeah, yeah Mata can play there and he always as you said drifts out to the wings a lot and uh, next week they've got Stoke away next week there's a lot of tricky kind of fixtures and Kaku versus Stoke would you go back to him now after he's missed the pen well that's a tricky question Tom because I've looked at like
1: some of the captaincy options for next week and there's there's nothing that really sticks out Arsenal obviously probably have the best fixture they've got Bournemouth at home I've only got Ramsey, and he um, he's yeah. also flagged and not necessarily nailed <laughs> yeah. on, so that's a bit of a concern. He also, he also I'm not, plays I'm not for Arsenal, at, of course. Yes, so would exactly. You want I mean, your team? I mean, maybe two years ago, everyone would have been captaining Arsenal um, players in this match, but this hmm. year, like Arsenal is void territory. Even like you know the star players like Lacazette aren't even starting.
0: Oh, so I know. I just don't. Understand it's very strange. What happened there. I mean, um, I mean, we can probably move on to move on to that four nil now yeah um, should we talk about that game do you want to just just complete shambles really I think you must have just
1: been screaming at the telly especially when you saw like Salah Salah scoring and getting assists as well
0: I found I, I just I found it very difficult to watch from two points of view one was that whenever Salah did something which looked good I was just regretting my my life and my decisions. The second thing is regretting... I was still regretting my life and decisions, but when it came to supporting Arsenal, it was pathetic. We had no idea what we were doing a lot of the time. And even for Wenger, I had no idea what he was doing. Dropping Lacazette, the the star striker. Dropping Klasinac, playing Sanchez and playing Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's now gone, of course. When they they clearly don't give a... I, I don't get it. I feel like we kind of lost the plot a little bit. I mean without Peter check's six saves we'd have conceded so much more there's systemic issues at the club I think there's a lack of determination and drive and there's an unwillingness there's no leadership on the pitch we'd never replace Vieira look at Xhaka and Ramsey backing up Otsu. I mean neither of them are defensive players are they they're, they're quite creative players and it just gives us this kind of soft gooey core <laughs> <laughs> and it's, just, it's just so it's depressing the... to watch it's upsetting to watch and it's just one of those things where I'm surprised that I'm not surprised when this sort of thing happens now I think you
1: Sat. should perhaps appear on Arsenal fan TV at some point <laughs> as a, a guest star with that sort of rant.
0: Maybe swear a little bit more if you are on Arsenal TV, they yeah, know like a good f don't I've, they? So. <laughs> I've got to start effing and blind. There was one guy this week who was absolutely excellent. I mean, he got, he got interviewed and he was just like, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, I'm just past caring mate <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up for the majority of Arsenal fans to some extent now exactly is, what's going on
1: it is, it's a bit of a mess isn't it but Liverpool on the other hand they're looking like they're on fire surely your worries now about having no Liverpool assets are you thinking about drafting someone back in I know you've just taken out Salah but I'm sure you kind of regret it don't you perhaps Mane or Firmino are options still yeah I
0: do regret it um, I'm thinking probably Firmino is going is to looking like a really good third striker um, it's looking like is going to be leaving. Yeah. And it's looking like Firmino is the man who will be playing most weeks. I mean, around December we might see Or Sturridge as well. as well. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think Firmino is the first choice there. It seems pretty decent to me. Definitely.
1: I mean, obviously they've got Manchester City at um, away next. Yeah. So maybe avoid this week. And then um, they've got Burnley at home. So I think you'll see a lot of people with perhaps even double Liverpool. I know. And if you don't have any coverage in that match, that may be a concern of yours. Um, um, because obviously if, if you know the red roulette um, if it's cashing in at the red roulette again <laughs> yeah, and it, all the Mane, it, everyone's, and everyone's a winner and as you said on
0: Twitter yeah to my chagrin I mean, I mean well,
1: everyone who played I mean, you, you chose not to play the red roulette I so know you just, uh, if you
0: don't play you can't win exactly. and Salah as well the stats from that game were really really good um, he had five shots they were all on target um, had a shot every eighteen minutes, and it's really, really impressive that kind of output. Well,
1: that's the thing. Both Mane and Salah scored, and neither of them got bonus points. So, Firmino seems to be the one that's attracting them at the most part. So, uh, Firmino might be the one to own. He's slightly, he's obviously a forward, so he gets less points for goals, but he's. Um he seems to be the one that's getting all the bonus points he's slightly cheaper a million less than the other two so yeah. um, you know i'm definitely looking at Firmino as well but it's about how to fit him in my current team because obviously i uh, i'm committing to, to keeping Lukaku and Kane at the moment and one of them would have to go i'd have to gut my midfield in order to get like a,
0: a sort of a premium free up front and Alonso i'm tempted to go back to 352 actually i mean if i was wild carding i'd be looking at it I don't think I'm going to do that, now. Well, I think Gabby Udini's sort of a bit of a waste of space in your team as well. Yeah, Should I mean, we, Gabby sh- Adini was pretty pathetic. Can I mean, we talk
1: about that game quickly? Huddersfield, yeah,
0: Southampton. Yeah, let's do it. So when Gabby, was, Gabby had one shot and he looked completely shackled. Um, last chance saloon he's always in the last chance Lee, I feel Gabby like, I didn't own him last season but I can understand the frustration that many people have I mean I tweeted at about 70 minutes oh Gabby hasn't come off yet and of mm. course he got taken yeah, straight away perfect off. timing um, and then obviously you know, we've both got Southampton defenders I and mean, Stephen's got you it's just Stephen, Stephen's got a bonus point as well Did so he I've got 7 from oh.
1: oh, I'm slightly concerned about the signing of um, Holtz so um, he's priced at 5.0 as well He's likely to rotate with um, Yoshida or Stevens. One of them could potentially drop out. Yeah, and it's looking like there's no news on Van Dyke. Yeah, so Van Dyke's he's injured at the moment. And will he be reintegrated back into? The he team? will be. I think he'll be slowly reintegrated. I So it might be. It might be a bit of a slow process there. So I'm not concerned about Van Dyke too much in the short term. But I'm worried that you know they might give hope a chance and give him his debut in the next game, and yeah, and Mister Stevens out. will end up dropping to the bench. So that's a slight concern. But I'm not thinking of any drastic moves in. You know, that's just speculation, and they've yeah. got, um, they got Watford's home next, haven't they? So. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, I've, I've got Bertie as well. I mean, he wasn't looking the best. Um, he's had less shots than Cedric, who was my other kind of. I think he was under consideration for you as well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of chances created and successful crosses, um, he's doing a bit better. So he's had 12 attempts at crossing and five have connected, whereas said's had 15 attempts at a cross, but only one's connected. I always see kind of a. Uh, Bertrand hits it to Gabbi Dini who then hits the bar and mm-hmm. misses or something happens like. a lot yeah um, but I'm hoping that I'll at least get one of those before I think Gabby Dini does move on.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you'll definitely get some returns in that Southampton-Watford game. It's, have to, it's got to happen. But, I mean, look at Huddersfield. They haven't even conceded yet in the Premier League. They're having right. a fantastic time. You've got to look at them. You've got to look at their defensive assets, perhaps, if you were thinking about bringing in a Huddersfield player. They've got, they've got West Ham next, actually. And um, the, the man, well, I mean, obviously, Zanker seems to be sweeping up the bonus points. He's now on 22 points in I total. Know, it's crazy! who crazy. that. Absolutely fantastic. But um, the one we're actually talking about and thinking about a little bit, though we're not actually drafting one in, but the one we'd recommend is low. Is low. low he's, yeah. he's 0.1 cheaper, so he hasn't had the price rise yet. And he's also rumoured to be on penalties. And with West Ham next, we, I could just imagine a situation with James Collins just barging <laughs> over Tom Ince in the
0: box. Just, yeah. you know,
1: Calamity James yeah. as he is, jo, you know. Joe Hart sticking out his tongue. Yeah, yeah Joe to Hart and a, of failing of course, epic. Diving anyway. the
0: wrong way or falling over his shoelace or something. I mean, yeah, I... I the things of Huddersfield, though, I mean, I think um, a few people have pointed out that last year Middlesbrough won the first three games unbeaten as well. Mm-hmm. So could it be that, you know, before the international break and before the team settle, that's when this sort of team does quite well. And then once the kind of the big boys get in gear, will they then be steamrolled? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm i not too sure yet, but at 4.5 for a player like that who's potentially on penalties, that might be good. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's fair enough to to still mistrust them. But you have to judge them on their current form. Their current form is great. I mean, look at Leicester from a couple of seasons ago. Like Everyone was saying, oh, you know, it's just temporary. It's a glitch. Oh, they're going to start losing and start conceding soon. And they just went on this amazing run. So,
0: you know, maybe we should be looking at Huddersfield players. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the other promoted team this week, uh, another promoted team, I should say, this week, Brighton got a clean sheet too uh, against Watford. That was a 0-0. And that was very annoying because of Ricardison but did you see that tackle that Britos did Brito. but that that was terrible off the floor like and you can't legislate for that i mean it was really annoying cuz i brought McCharles in thinking you know what that could be if he scores that could catch fire but he was so inhibited by the fact that they, were, they only had 10 men.
1: Exactly. And I don't, I'm not looking at Brighton assets at the moment. I mean, they, they got a nil-nil against Watford when Watford had 10 men. You know, that's nothing to celebrate. That's, that's not an achievement. You <laughs> yeah. know, they, they're, they're struggling still, and they're going to probably struggle all season. And they've got West Brom next. You know, West Brom, um, it was the Battle of the J-Rods, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, yeah, the one uh, And my my J-Rod delivered.
0: He did, and I I think I was quite surprised by that. I mean, obviously, the the, the assist for your J-Rod goal came from the legend that is Alan Young, which may come up later. But you must have been relieved that he's finally come through for you with something. He got a yellow card, didn't he, though? He got a yellow card, and I was getting frustrated, and... I also
1: tweeted saying he's done nothing and then of course he scored the next minute so it's another well-timed tweet but this <laughs> time to my advantage which was fantastic it, um, it was a bit disappointing that West Brom obviously conceded yes. um, late goal for Crouch and um, Higatze he was the man who made the mistake yes he absolutely and, um, did you know Poulis defended him in the post-match interview saying he's still learning still getting adjusting to the uh, the Premier League but it must be a concern that with um, Gareth McCauley coming, coming back, back yeah uh, Jody Evans, we don't know because it's yep. still deadline day. <laughs> we don't know
0: about that yet. I know, but I mean, you've still got Craig Dawson there. Um, you've still got kind of options everywhere. You have got Kieran Gibbs, Kieran Gibbs yeah. coming. So yeah,
1: Craig Dawson may go into central defence. He, he, he can with, um, play he with he Gibbs
0: can, and Newham on the uh, in the fullback position. He can play anywhere. I mean, what was it? The most interesting fact about this game was that it was the first game where West Brom got over forty percent possession in the match incredible and it was basically like watching paint dry wasn't it we, we did the live neon watch and it was just not interesting at all
1: well we'll get on to neon watch <laughs> later on in the
0: pod and of course we've got to give him a quick mention for his assist and yeah. bonus points yeah um, and then obviously the other thing of interest in that uh, game is that the other j-rod the jesse train fell on his ass a little bit
1: Another team falling on their rear is uh, West Ham. And time is running out for Bilic, I think, yeah. after another loss,
0: this time against the uh... Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, when you dig down into it, it does definitely seem like a lot of the players, ex players, are coming out and saying that Billage doesn't seem to have a clue. And it's sort of Snodgrass this week saying that Billage had no idea where to play him or who he oh, even was I, think, was. I think there's a certain element of hysteria going around <laughs>
1: yeah. around the club. And, and, you know, FPL managers are partaking in that hysteria. With Chikorito, who's actually the third highest sold player so far this game week, um, with over 85,000 managers are ditching him since I last looked and you know that's that's crazy because 473,000 drafted him the previous week and they're all just like oh one blank right he's he's straight away out and um, they've got Huddersfield I know Huddersfield we just talked about their defensive solidity but still Huddersfield at home you'd think oh bring in the West Ham players for this game typically I've had a quick look at Antonio Antonio (laughs) there's a bit of resistance about um just generally around about bringing in um, West Ham players but, um, you know, Antonio's had five goal attempts, three on target, including two headed attempts. They've got Huddersfield and, and West Brom next, you know. Maybe maybe a West Ham attacking asset would be a, a decent differential at this stage. And I was thinking about taking out Ramsey and bringing in Antonio, but I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on yeah. this front since. Because I've got another free transfer, and now I'm thinking about, I think, because um, Ake is falling... Is actually going to be Ake out. Okay. But I haven't made any moves yet. Uh, you know, I haven't decided, because originally I was going to bench him again. Yeah. So I've got I another so. tricky I, fixture. I mean,
0: I mean the, on the Newcastle side, obviously I had Elliot, who got me seven points, got me the free saves and the clean sheet. Yeah, I didn't on bench. I'm hoping that they don't sign another keeper, because a 4.0, I'm sure he'll rise pretty quickly. But 4.0 nailed on keeper for the rest of the uh, the rest of at least until, um, until Christmas, would be great. Mm-hmm. And the other guy who kind of popped in that game is Atsu at 5.0. Um, I think that's that's pretty decent. I mean, he he would look quite good to the eye and look quite kind of attacking. Although he wasn't particularly amazing when it came to the end product, I mean, with a five-point zero who can contribute every two, three, four games, that's not too bad, I didn't think. So he could be another one that you're looking at, kind of at the, at the very, very low end of of the uh, midfielder scale. And I guess kind of the lowest end is Tom Carroll, who I played this week just because Fraser didn't uh, show up. And uh, yeah. yeah, Palace looking in trouble. Uh, yeah, Frank, Frank De Frank Debeuze, another Frank one. Bye uh, his, his time
1: is running out as well. I think. <laughs> yeah. but I, I also played um, Tom. Carroll for Swansea over Nathan Ake and that worked out for me by a whole three points <laughs> because Nathan Ake got the zero yeah, I, mean, yeah. paid off, I guess
0: I mean I mean, I, th- I think in that game the only thing that's worth mentioning I mean there's obviously lots of lots of ins and outs at Swansea at the moment um, Bonnie I think is looking like he's going or and
1: is going to Spurs potentially Lorente well going to Spurs uh,
0: they've signed of course Ren- Renato Sanchez who we'll talk about after the break Carl Norton at 4.5 looked very good in that game I think he could be one that we could be considering with uh, good fixtures for Swansea coming up,
1: yeah. A couple of our team members are looking to draft in Norton, actually, aren't they? I yeah, even, yeah.
0: Uh, I think that's Marcos said. <laughs> yeah. in Norton. Naughty Norton is uh, definitely on on the uh, on the horizon for a few. I mean, we've just spoken about it, but Bournemouth City was was the kick was the early kickoff. We both had Kevin De Bruyne. I had Fraser didn't play, but we both had Kevin De Bruyne, and we're, again, same as last two weeks.
1: Well, Grary didn't start either, and it's just. Manchester City are just a nightmare for a rotation at the moment. Mm. Uh, Raheem Sterling, he scored, but then he got sent off for like, uh, celebrating over-celebrating. The crowd, yeah. And then <laughs> some, some dodgy think... steward accused Kun of like beating him up or yeah, something. That, well. that got, that was, that got very
0: strange but, I mean, accusation. I don't get that, that red card for Sterling. I mean, at the end of the day, all the City players need to get a yellow card for doing that.
1: I think Mike Dean just had one of his moments where, you know, he just he wanted the attention to be on him. So yeah, I mean, love that. A it little bit dramatic yeah, and a bit stupid. But. Yeah,
0: I, I guess the final thing there is Kevin De Bruyne. We've got to talk about him. I mean, no shots. Last season, he averaged 2.9 per game. He's come out in the Belgian media, as you uh, yep. spotted this week, yep. saying that he's now a defensive midfielder and he loves the role. So basically we paid at the start of the season 10.0 for a player who should be 4.5 that citizen's been erased from my turn <laughs> yeah. you know he's gone yeah he's, he's absolutely, done absolutely gone uh, and that was really disappointing I, I guess kind of linked to the disappointment uh, well not really linked to it. I mean he did get a clean sheet in the end but Alonso I wasn't
1: disappointed at all to be honest I was very happy with the six points that he provided like, me once yeah. again another return from the star Chelsea assets
0: yeah I was hoping for something more I, I mean I think it was because I was so desperate for points from somewhere
1: two more goals from um, Spaniards from Chelsea so it seems to be a real Spanish connection at Chelsea yeah. at the Moment yeah, um, they got
0: they got Dave of course <laughs> in the right <laughs> wing back. He got an, he got an assist for Marata, who Murata is looking quite good. I mean, over his career, he's on par with Kun for, in terms of contributions per game. So he contributes the goal or assist every 1.1 matches, which obviously highlights how amazing Sergio mm-hmm. Aguero yeah. is. But at the same time shows you what kind of prospects Morata could be and he did look quite dangerous to be honest despite looking quite kind of limp on the first day and he got the assist as well for the Fabregas goal Yeah, so it's yeah. another Spanish
1: connection They got yeah. Petra as,
0: as well it's like Finally our, uh, they our, haven't got
1: Llorente though they didn't secure yeah, that deal did but, they yeah,
0: haven't, haven't secured too many deals have they Chelsea they've
1: struggled a little bit in the market they missed out on Oxlade of course as well yeah, because I think mean, uh, they were going to basically play him as a right wing back and, yeah, he, he, and he wanted interested. to play central midfield so he's now join Liverpool instead where a player who wanted to play central midfield, James Milner, got shuttled into left (laughs) back. Yeah exactly.
0: Well I think we're getting into it already, so let's take a break and then come back and talk about the transfer window. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? So uh as I said earlier, we're in our yellow ties, Nick. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we're, we're very <laughs> formal this session with <laughs> yeah. our yellow ties. And it's, yeah, it's time f-
1: for the, the transfer centre yeah, section, yeah. deadline day.
0: <laughs> du, du, du,
1: du, du, du. Unfortunately, we don't have Jim White
0: here, but we have just got us, so you'll have to make the. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's getting very excited. I'm not going to try a Scottish accent. But um, yeah, I, I think maybe we should start actually with, with people who aren't on the move. Big one, obviously, is Alexis Sanchez. He'll be staying with Arsenal, yes. Sanchez, obviously, the talisman. The problem is that um, I think that the players don't seem to be responding very well to his histrionics, to his uh, kind no, of. No, he had another tantrum didn't he? Exactly. The weekend, he, he's just putting himself above the team, and I don't know. I mean, you've got a player who doesn't want to be there. We saw against uh, Liverpool what happens when you. you've got a group of players who don't want to be there anymore. And you know, with Sanchez, I think Wenger looks at him and says, "I don't, want, I, I'm not going to let you murder it. Like this guy has got to go." And I mean. I, I just find it flabbergasting. Maybe, maybe he's going to seek absolution this oh, uh, this time round. Maybe, but I think what's going to happen is we just kick the can further down the road and you're going to have Sanchez in January there's going to be a big circus around him again as he basically agrees pre-contract terms with whoever
1: yep and um, Arsenal will probably be sitting pretty in 11th or 10th place you know will Wenger still be in his job by then yes he will still be in his job of course he will but um, in terms of FPL do you think Sanchez is still an asset that perhaps we should be looking to draft in our
0: teams yes I, I, I think that eventually hopefully he'll get his head together and eventually the, he will be you know
1: yeah I do remember that but at 12.0 is that just too expensive I don't know I don't know whether I can draft him in at all at this stage. Uh, Definitely not at the moment. Otherwise, I'd just have to gut my team. One of Kane or Lukaku would have to go. Obviously, it'd probably be Kane at this point. And I suppose if you were wild-carding, you might be able to do a Kane to Firmino and then perhaps a a Pogba to Sanchez switch. But why would you want to do that at this stage? Maybe later on in the season, something like that will
0: happen within your team. We need some serious evidence that Sanchez is back. He's fine. He's, he's, He's committed to the cause. Very difficult to reintegrate a player like that who has been not openly saying he's going to leave it obviously he's never said that i mean he did like I mean, you put on twitter earlier that he liked um a... a post saying he was saying but no i think he's he's
1: definitely been being given off signs that he wants to leave arsenal for a while or i don't think i can't <laughs> yeah not blame it. it so that's sanchez anyway who who are we covering next um coutinho yeah so, so coutinho's coutinho. still at liverpool
0: yeah i mean um they've said we're not going to sell and they haven't sold um, it looks like Barcelona have been kind of throwing money at them effectively and they haven't sold Coutinho's obviously handing a transfer request which is quite a big deal because they lose their loyalty bonus don't they Yeah. but it just sounds like he will be reintegrated because how much Klopp loves him and he will be kind of part of the Red Roulette once more probably fairly soon exactly
1: and that's going to cause more rotation issues with Liverpool isn't it we've, uh, we talked about Firmino, Mane, Salah now we've got Coutinho we've got the new lads. Oxlads, we've got the
0: new Oxlads. We've got
1: obviously, you know, the minor players like Vine, Adam Henson, Chan, all vying for positions, and it's just. Uh, And Lallana coming back for me. Oh, Lallana, of course, yes, as well. So it's just, you know, too many, too many options in that Liverpool midfield. It's just you know and there's also other strikers like Sturridge and Solanka who all want to have game yeah, time
0: yeah exactly I mean, maybe it will I mean we saw Klopp loves to rotate doesn't he we saw it with the UEL a couple of seasons ago yeah when he was
1: bringing out all the, all the youth for the double game week so oh, I think yeah, I think it's like Oho o- 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 was playing and, even um, Mignolet Wood- did and I had he didn't, he didn't play You, had, yeah, exactly. you managed to get 15 points from Sacco which yeah, peed but... me off
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I mean with Coutinho he's now 8.8 he might drop even more like last season 171 points first 13 goals, eight assists. And obviously, he's got that link up with Firmino. It'll be really exciting to see. But the red roulette will be in play, and there will be weeks where your Liverpool asset does nothing. That's
1: true. And um, Van Dijk as well. Was so Van Dijk still at Southampton? Yes. Um, yes. Obviously, now they've got four central defenders, including Van Dijk. When the South Southampton's fixtures, to be fair, they stiffen in game week six. So this might be the end of the period of owning a Southampton defender. Yeah. Perhaps. And you know, I might have got everything I can get out of Jack. Steele. Stevens. So, uh, I think if you're keeping your Southampton defenders, you've got to look at the fullbacks. Bertrand and Cedric, they're the men to own in, in the Southampton defence now because of the uh, risk of rotation within the centre. But Van Dyke's still injured with we, inverted commas. Yeah. So, I, um, I, he probably won't be integrated soon. But there's also four.
0: Sorry, Ho, oh, just another one syllable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spoke about Sanchez. Let's talk about Sanchez. Is yep. that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah, Renato um, Sanchez. So he's yep. gone on loan to Swansea. Um, uh, Uli Honas, who's the Bayern, um CEO, I think, has said that he's happy for him to go out on loan and play at a high level, play every week. 5.0 he got. Um, so, But it's quite a difficult one to assess, I think, for the 5.0. He's definitely watching weight, we think. He had one full game... He was he was brought on 11 times. He was taken off 5 his times. Was that Bayern Munich yeah, last it's season? Just absolutely nothing. He, he didn't
1: get too much game time and um, he was you know when he was bought last season after his success in the Euros, yeah. everyone was championing him as a you know a new future star, future galactico, but um, he hasn't achieved that yet but he's still very young he's only 20 years old yeah. so he's you know very early days in his career a lot of potential uh, I mean at Benfica um, in 24 appearances he got two goals I mean that's, a no, that's not a great return to be fair is it he's, no, it is, he's been but, I mean, priced at 5.0 so he's, he's very cheap he might be a potential option definitely at 5.0 yeah. not necessarily someone you bring in straight away with the likes of um, 4.5 players still playing like um, Camco and yeah. uh, Chalabar you know, on your, on yeah, your bench is. so he's not going to be a fourth midfielder but he has the potential to be a cheap fourth yeah, midfielder could, later you know, on in the season
0: at the eight, 5. 0. I, I do remember
1: during like the European Champions um, fancy league I had him in my team and he was uh, he was delivering for me and he was getting (laughs) lots of points and obviously he was part of the Portugal title winning side alongside uh, Cedric and
0: Ronaldo yeah so maybe he'll be one of those players who uh, comes through at the end but I, I kind of feel like from watching him at that championship that he's one of those players who makes other players look good so I worry about his end product. I don't know. I mean, watch de- and de- I think. Definitely one to watch, for yeah, sure. One on the watch list, we'd say. Yeah. Yeah, was, um, next one is uh, Aurier, who's just gone to your team Spurs, Nick. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's quite a controversial figure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because his re- his reputation precedes him. I wasn't too sure about this signing in general. I think like Trippier be the man to fill uh, Kyle Walker's shoes. He was um, he showed a lot of potential at the end of last season. He got five assists, and it really looked like Pock was going to give him a chance. So it was quite exciting to um, to see uh, Trippier perform, and he was very well valued at five point five. But with Orio coming in, point 6.0. I don't know whether we really needed him, and I'm worried that he may be a device. Uh Divisive, the figures, divisive yeah, figure yeah, in, sure. in the team. You know, like obviously, he said some very, you know, used some very offensive language in the past
0: um, yeah, about exactly. other
1: teammates and managers. Yeah, a lot. I, and he's also got a criminal record for fighting in nightclubs. Yeah, last year he couldn't enter the UK with PSG, which
0: is quite interesting. I've seen,
1: you know, some talk on Twitter and a few people within the Spurs yeah. community, complain, you know, kicking off about the signing. But um, we'll have to see. He's, he's made a statement since joining the club about how, um, you know, Tottenham is. Is very diverse community, yeah. and how he'd like to integrate. Well, you mean
0: the social media managers have made this? Statement. Well, yeah, there's a,
1: maybe there's a bit of a copy and paste, but he's a he's, try, he's trying. we yeah. trying. We have to. We have to wait and see. And you know, he's he's. He's new to the club. Let's give him a chance, I guess, to redeem himself. I I believe in redemption in general. uh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. I mean, back in the day, I mean, he got last season two goals, two assists in 21 games. I mean, back when he played for Toulouse. He was pretty decent.
1: Yeah, I mean, in 13-14, in 34 games, he got six goals and six assists. So, you know, for a defender, that's, that's very impressive. If he can show that sort of form, he might be a player that FPL managers look to draft in. But at the moment, there's a lot of rotation risk We have Trippier, who's um, slightly cheaper as well. So, you know, he might yeah. not be the,
0: the first pick. I think all it means is probably uncertainty, to be honest. Um, but yeah, last I mean, one. I mean, you've got Foyth, who's probably not going to be playing. So he's probably Foyth on the, uh, on the pecking the As pecking you said earlier. <laughs> And Sanchez as well, who did look at, you looked at, the prospects and the prospects. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Yeah. I think with Toby and Vertonghen, I think they were the first two. And Di. Dyer is around. Dyer, Dyer, is around. Yeah,
1: and Lorente, he's a, he's also sorry. Yeah, he has, he has I mean, seven point four he... at the moment. He um, he's got fifteen goals, got three assists last season. Yeah, one hundred forty six points. Yeah,
0: but I think that's kind of quite a lot to pay for a bench warmer, isn't it? Seven point four. That is the problem. Obviously, Harry
1: Kane is sort of like the leading man at Spurs. But if you know, if Kane got injured, and he he probably will at some point,
0: he might. And Lorente gets like a run of games. You know, that could be a. That could be a bargain. Um, I think probably what will happen actually is that Son Hermin will lose out because Son Hermin min is the man who came in, was, come, was playing up front when Kane was injured. So I think now we've got kind of Janssen obviously was an absolute dud. Two goals last season, that's 11.5 million per goal. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, he's 32 years old, Lorente Decent signing, I think that, that does open things up. I mean, that opens up a uh, big bonnie going back to Swansea. Uh, another one uh, like, you know a Scott Sinclair sort of character who moved on to pastures new and maybe Bonnie will come back to Swansea I... yeah I mean he was pretty terrible
1: at Stoke last week we don't even know what happened to him at Stoke No, so mean. maybe he'll rediscover his, his uh, shooting boots at yeah, Swansea exactly.
0: again Swansea decent finishes coming up but Tammy Abraham scored last week um Maybe we'll, maybe he'll be decent eventually. Maybe if he comes in about 6. six point, I mean, Lorente 7.4. If he comes in 6.5 to 7, that's pretty decent, I think, for Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, did pretty well when he was at Swansea um, back in the day. Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, 35 million plus 5. I mean, he's gone to Liverpool. He's their biggest signing. I mean, Keiter is obviously coming in next year. Next year, yeah. Um,
1: but Oxlade, yeah. I mean, Chelsea missed out, didn't they, on him? Um, Obviously, he wants to play in midfield. Whether he's going to start for Liverpool is another question.
0: I mean, what we what we saw with Oxlade is that he's uh, unfortunately uh, cursed with the utility player moniker. Same as actually James Milner, his new teammate that he just gets moved around so much that he never really carved out a position for himself. And it was that way for Arsenal. I think last year was his best ever return, just 83 points in FPL, seven assists and two goals. And then this year, for some reason, Wenger decided to play him more over Kolasinac the last three games in that left-wing back position. um, I don't know. I think it just gives um, Klopp another option rather than him being nailed on. I I saw a few people on Twitter asking, oh, is he now the man as the record signing apart from Kaiser, I don't think so I think he's just going to be part of uh, Klopp's rotation system good luck to him he was he was a really nice lad couldn't cross for toffee but um, still I, I guess you know he's one of those guys that um he
1: just wanted away from Arsenal because he wanted to move to a you know a club that would actually perform at the
0: highest level yeah, I, can exactly. un- I can
1: understand that
0: Exactly um the other things that are going on you've got Sacco Going back to Crystal Palace, finally, that's been going on all summer so um, I mean he's he's Liverpool's best defender he is and he now, this is. is a bit of a funny one because Liverpool were like rejecting deals
1: and it's just like you're not going to play Sacco so, so what are you doing but he, um, he performed really well for Crystal Palace Crystal Palace have been absolutely shoddy so far this season and so if they can rediscover the form that they actually had when Sacco played for them yeah, yeah because, because they're keep, they actually keeping some clean sheets Sacco had an um, amazing like PPG um,
0: yeah he, he did very well until he got injured and he, he was yeah. he was the guy who kind of galvanised that defence and i just hope that that happens again because palace have been abject haven't they yes um i mean uh, other things that are going on i mean you've got mares we don't know where he is we don't know what he's doing he's been spotted in uh, barcelona Barcelona, he's been spotted in london he's been spotted in paris he was in paris earlier (laughs) he was in paris earlier he's left the algerian
1: team he's a but yeah it looks like um he's probably gonna end
0: up staying at leicester so yeah who knows it sounds like he's done like a an epic Odden Wingy, like an Odden Wingy squared where he's gone to Barcelona and they're not interested. He's gone somewhere else. And he's, gone he's, he's gone in, to Roma as well. He's gone to Roma spotted in a, <laughs> He's spotted in Turin. And, no, I, 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 All right, Nick, let's, uh, let's take a break and then we'll talk about the features. Who got the
1: assist? Who got the assist?
0: So Pod features them, Nick. And the first thing is the anti-meta team. And my God, they absolutely screwed us over again. 58 points. Brilliant. That's a green arrow for the anti-meta
1: players. I think the 250,000th. Is the
0: OR at the moment? That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive, actually. I mean, Murata was captain this week and he got 24 points. Nyom as well, nine points. Valencia, nine points.
0: Yeah, I think it, it just kind of shows, doesn't it? Like how we really think about our teams and really like put a lot of structure into how we are going to do things. We did this on the fly and in some ways this is actually better. <laughs> it's doing so much oh. better than both of us because we didn't really think about it. And just yeah. shot a load of random players it, uh, in. And
1: Even with like of spaces like Sane in there, you know, it's still smashing us. So, um, <laughs> I know, it's obviously, really depressing. Um, uh, now actually above 10% so he might have to be our transfer out um, this game week so we we'll have to even though he's rising in price he might have to to fall from our team and um, so I guess we'll have to find another forward to bring in and who who is the anti-meta forward do you think this week?
0: Um, I'm not too sure actually um, Lacazette maybe? Yeah uh, maybe Lacazette just because he didn't start um, and they've got Bournemouth at home so you know time. on paper it's actually a decent
1: choice but it's very anti-meta for the mindset of FPL which is avoid 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 <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I, yeah I I would be surprised if he's the man that we have to do unfortunately but I mean it was quite we good move having Morata in early just didn't seem to offer anything and then suddenly 24 points no one really had in. I can see Lacazette scoring a hat trick against Bournemouth. I can you be... imagine? Can you imagine? Anti-meta team will be flying high. <laughs> oh, I know. Happens. Imagine winning it with the anti-template team. That would be crazy. But I, to be honest, I can't imagine Arsenal beating Bournemouth at the moment. I can't imagine Arsenal beating anybody. Obviously, I don't want to go back to ranting about Arsenal again. I mean, they've just got Stockholm syndrome, haven't they, with Wenger, and we're stuck with him, unfortunately. But one man who did do very well for the anti-meta team, and we watched him very closely this week, was, of course, Alan Yom. We did a live Nyon watch, didn't we? And we we tweeted him to show love and support. Of
1: course. I mean, he's a muscle museum.
0: (laughs) God, give Alan Nyon some support. Yes, it is time for Nyon watch. And uh, so obviously he started. 55 touches, Alan Nyon. He had 24 passes. He had six crosses. One was successful. He was mentioned in dispatches thusly. In the 33rd minute. Our Alan back backup Eric Peters <laughs> Picked up the game's first booking After leaving a late one on Our man Alan Nyom. In the 35th minute Nyom tracked Jesse to the byline And won the baggies A goal kick But That one big chance he created Led to a goal As he tricked his way down the wing And got free bonus from an assist Which connected with J-Rod He was mentioned in dispatches As saying this This game needed that Alan Nyom whipped a ball in from the right And J-Rod directs it beyond Butland. Nyom, 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 comes the cry from the Baggies fans, and rightly so. What a man. What a guy indeed. And obviously we do see him down Tesco, you do see him down Poundland, get in touch with us. Hashtag nyomwatch. So uh, I guess he'll figure in next week's edition, but this week we were back in uh, FFS again to talk about market forces, as we will be every week. And uh, do you want to talk about that, Nick, uh, to begin with? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I've been looking at the stock market a little bit
1: um, this week in detail. Uh, it's, it's just quite interesting um, in terms of the risers and the fallers. So only 23 players have um, risen so far, with uh, Mkhitaryan and Higazi leading the way as the largest largest risers. However, we've seen huge volumes of players falling. 158 players have dropped in price so far since the game opened. With um, non-starters like Diego Costa and um, Lindelof, they've um, dropped down by 0.3 in value. So Costa's now at 9.7, Lindelof at 5.2. And if they begin to play for their respective teams they can now you know represent real good value mm. especially someone like Linda Loaf, you know, 5.2 if he can nail down a starting berth if, if Phil Jones picks up one of those injuries that he gets every so often this actually rules him out for a, a few months then <laughs> yeah. Lindelof may be the man um, Elsewhere we've also had um, you've got Kevin Vimmer so he's dropped in um, he's dropped one, and he's now priced at four point four so if he he's just signed for stoke and if he can you know get in the first team then he could be extremely good value as well we've got him um, so I mean, Stoke have Butland in goal. They've got the likes of Martin Zindy, Zuma, Vimmer, and Shawcross, who's also signed a new contract. All that can play in a central defence position. So there might be some rivalry for positions there. But they've signed Vimmer, and if if you'd like can... to think he can start, and he'll get a yeah. starting
0: berth. Yeah, then... If he can nail um, it down, he could be great value for four point four, especially later on in the season. Like we don't know if he's going to get like double game weeks or this kind of thing for four point four. That fills a it fills a super massive black hole in our teams, doesn't it? Really? Exactly. And
1: um, yeah, I think come game week nine, we're definitely going to be looking. Looking at Stoke players because Stoke have had a, a really tough beginning of the season. They've always they always seem to. They play. They basically play all the top teams in the first um, first eight yeah, game week. Yeah. So come game week nine, they've just got an amazing run and. Uh, i'll be um, i'll be investing in a stoke defender and there's also of course there's glenn johnson he's 4.4 but he hasn't been playing so i don't know yeah he's, i don't uh, know about that i'm yeah. not sure about him but um, elsewhere we've also had um, we've had Jay Rod he's fallen in value yeah. much to uh, yeah. my yeah. disappointment he's now 5.9 but i think that represents very good value as a, a forwards you know he was rewarded with a goal this um, this game week but he's actually joined seventh in in forwards for goal attempts um, he's had eight in total, four on target, with a chance every three, every thirty three minutes. And with a uh, Brighton away next, he, he could be a potential cheap option if you're yeah, looking keep, for a first striker. Yeah, I'm holding him definitely. Yeah, yeah I think that's, he, that's good. You know, that's he you did score. Obviously, I'm a bit disappointed about the price fall, but if he delivers against Brighton, he may um, he may regain the price again. I don't know. Yep. There's also um, another option out there, not necessarily for now, but maybe later. He, he could continue to fall. Is uh, Bernardo Silva? He's now down to seven point eight. So he's dropped in value twice so far, Tom. Yeah, he's, um, but he's actually looked quite dangerous in the minutes he's played for City. He's had um, 10 touches in the penalty box, despite only having played 94 minutes in total. Yeah. He's, um, he's had only two shots so far, both inside the box,
0: one on target. But he's, um, he's looked dangerous when he's played. Yeah, and, big um, money signing. You've got to imagine he's going to feature a lot. And it, the news has been... That um Pep has told Sterling he's not in his plans. And it could be that you know Bernardo Silva's this right sided creative player. It could be that he's the guy who starts getting starts and at seven point eight that's not too bad. You've got to hope it's not rotated too much, I guess. I mean, in FFS this week, we spoke about a few things. So, obviously, me selling Salah, 180,000 sales uh, Salah, and obviously that hit people straight in the face. Um, you had Firmino and Alvaro Morata doing well this week, um, mainly because people were kind of leaving Harry Kane behind. And I guess, you know, we'll see if they're right to do so with uh, September now looming. Uh, but who, who else uh, did we talk about this week Nick? Well, we talked about a little bit about Mane and Salah and they're both rising
1: in value as well. Obviously, on the back of Liverpool's big win against yeah. Arsenal.
0: Salah coming back. He was yeah. like 9.1. Uh, he, he, he was 9.1 9. but he's, 0. Dropped, 0. he's
1: dropped down to 9.0 and he looks like he's going to be rising back up to 9.1. But it just shows the, the market fluctuations. that A player like Salah, he's got... Double, double figure returns in two out of three games but he's
0: still on 9.0 because he fell in value so, <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. so many more fallers than risers so you yeah, know people like me going back cap in hand to Salah trying to hope that he doesn't realise we uh, look for a faith to sight of him and got rid of him in the yeah, first yeah, place yeah, yeah. I guess another guy is Mkhitaryan, um you know continues to rise and rise I think he's about 20% ownership now Um, after uh, yet another assist, the, assist mach- the Armenian assist machine exactly we had to ditch him from the uh,
1: anti-meta team <laughs> because he was too Successful for it wasn 't it uh, Yeah, <laughs> didn 't stop the
0: anti meta team from outperforming us again oh, it's really depressing isn 't it and then uh, finally i guess we got some we had some derailed bandwagon, so obviously hagazi uh, made a mistake this week, and he's not attracting the kind of. Uh, the he's, he's still actually
1: rising, though. He's still getting more buys than sells. This obviously a very. He's obviously the cheapest way into the West Brom defence at the I moment. Mean, apart from
0: Foster, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's, cool. he scored a goal. Maybe he'll come up with another goal. <laughs> yeah. The, so, yeah, So maybe, maybe he'll do something. Who knows? And then uh, I guess the other one talked about is Chicorito, who, as we said earlier. Scored a couple of goals, got loads and loads of new owners. Was the third highest owned striker for a little while, which is probably going to be Firmino now, um, and and then now is is being sold on mass. Exactly, yeah. So that bandwagon's derailed, and I guess this kind of segues quite well into psychology corner because people do remember what happened. Really, really recently, I mean, people, some people call this a recency bias. It's called the availability heuristic, and this is the tendency to use salient, emotionally charged, or quite recent moments more when we make decisions. So, this can importantly fuse with other psychological concepts. So, we talked, talked about impulse last week, Nick, which kind of helps to drive our actions and behavior. So, think about us back in Neolithic times there was no internet or, and, and no other way to kind of disseminate information, obviously. And very much all, of, uh, all we kind of knew was what we saw, what we had personal experience with. So maybe we saw a goal had been scored by somebody. We don't check the facts. We just kind of think, you know what, he scored. That's high in my mind. I might make the transfer and get him in. In the case of someone like Chikorito, we we see he hasn't scored this week, despite the fact he scored last week and that causes us to make a decision to drop which obviously is, you know there are merits either way but i don't think that's probably the best way of looking at things so we rely on the availability heuristic to help us make a decision we take a shortcut by using a tiny bit of information rather than looking at the whole picture uh, to, to base our behavior on even if there are better options available and this is part of the things uh, that drives players like chikorito who have scored leaping like a salmon in the transfer market effectively Excellent. So
1: shall we quickly go over the wag pick? Yeah. So um, last week Nicola picked Lukaku just because was the reason given, Excellent. and uh, he obviously missed the penalty, got score zero. So I obviously got zero as well. The wags got zero. So no, another bad <laughs> week for the wags at least, and that's a, that's how we're displaying luck in the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so what's the uh, um, so next week we've obviously got. Well, Give Sarah free choices. Perhaps we should throw in an Arsenal player because they've got Bournemouth for home. Yeah, just, just maybe. For the lulls. We, for the thi- give him a look, about Alexis Sanchez? Do you think it was? Yeah, there? let's
0: do Sanchez because last time she liked the word lacazette. She said it sounded like a cassette, and that drove her decision. So I think maybe we should say Sanchez this time. Although she might be. She might remember it from last year when I was saying, "Oh, am I going to captain Sanchez?" And I did. That so time.
1: Sanchez, maybe a Chelsea player against Leicester, Morata. Uh,
0: yeah, we could do. We could do Pedro, maybe
1: Pedro, Pedro. Okay, I think Pedro, new Batman and. Manu, yeah, Man.
0: Stoke. Yeah, should we do? Should we say Pogba? Okay. So Pogba, Pedro, and Sanchez. That's midfielders. It. Yeah, basically. Let's do that. Let's do that and move forward. Okay. Well, I think that's the features done. Let's move on to the community questions after this break. Who got the assist? Who got
1: the assist? So we're back and it's time for the community section. So let's have a quick look at the Who Got the Assist mini league. So top this week is Christian Kovac with the Hot Fuzz, and he scored eighty-five points this Whoa. week. Very impressive. He's now on two hundred and ten points, and his overall rank is eleven thousandth in the world. So uh, sixty points more than you and me. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a Watford fan as well. He captained Firmino this week. Got twenty-four points. four in goal eleven. What what a great shout Inspired. there! Inspired. Um, he's got triple. He's another another person with triple Southampton defence. So that's really paying off for him with Stevens as well. And Cedric, as well as um, returns from Baye, Manet Mkhitaryan, Jesus. Wow, yes, okay. you know, ex- excellent work there. So I guess triple, um, triple Southampton defence
0: really kind of puts yeah. Us into I, mean, the I was thinking
1: questions. about doubling up at one point. Yeah. We, so we, what's, what's the first question so from
0: to Is it? Yeah, we've got a question on it. Um, so he asked, guys, do you still have faith in Southampton with a favourable fixture? Um, or are we putting together? Ne- he's putting together an exit strategy for his triple Southampton defence. Are we going to do anything about our Southampton defenders? Well, I'm I'm
1: certainly not selling Stevens. Of course, I mentioned it earlier that I'm a bit nervous with um, Holt uh, having signed yeah. as well, so there might be a rotation risk there. Yeah, you could be feeding um, some butterflies.
0: Maybe some hurricanes are going to happen in your team. Who knows? Perhaps, perhaps <laughs>
1: it might be apocalypse now. You know? Um, yeah, but I,
0: I mean, it's not, I don't think it's too bad. I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping Bertrand. I think I originally meant to have him in for the first kind of ten. 12 game weeks anyway we'll see what happens on my wild card I'm not playing the wild card yet but I will be playing it You know, within the next section before the next international break I think or maybe at this international break so maybe I'll reassess it then if you've got three Southampton players in defence mm. maybe I'd be thinking about reducing that risk but
1: possibly not this game week though I think there are uh... Bigger issues, most likely, in most people's teams. Like, you know, getting rid of some of these blankers like KDV and uh, bringing in some of the midfield big hitters. So the uh, the next question is from Joel E. And he's from this is from Facebook. And his question is, uh, what value would you place in losing 0.1 million in transfer value? And would you take a hit in order to transfer out a player who's slated to drop in value? Or would you save the minus four? Um, well, personally, I mean... Obviously, I had last week, I had J-Rod. He he fell in value. He went down to 5.9 after two blanks. And I could have potentially taken a hit. I could have done a transfer to bring him out, but I decided to to uh, keep the faith with him and he, he, he you know he scored and he's uh, yeah, now rising in same with Salah as well Salah was at 9.1 he was he was falling and I kept him as well so I don't necessarily think it's always the most sensible move to move
0: a player who's about to fall in value I think it really depends so, I mean I've got Ryan Fraser I was annoyed that he dropped um, frankly because he's 5.4 doesn't really seem to be playing for whatever reason Freddie Howe uh, Bournemouth and he was one that I really wish I had moved out and same with Kevin De Bruyne I think that if there isn't an anticipation of them coming through in the end in the future, so if Harry Kane, keeping Harry Kane with are, in the anticipation that he'll come through for us, and that eventually he'll rise up again, if he does fall to twelve point four, he will get points and he'll go back up to twelve point five or point six. But I think that there are some players that if they are falling, in, it looks to be a terminal decline for them. Uh, you know, there's no guiding light for them to get them get back to the top. I, mm-hmm. Get rid of those kind of guys. It's just judgment to some extent, isn't it, Nick? Yep. So um, the next question is... The next question is from uh, Sayum Berher. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that properly on Facebook. And he asks us, uh, it's a bit of a meta one, so who'd like to hear more about the game theory side of playing fancy games along with the player picks? So things like avoiding uh, confirmation bias, not being fooled by the randomness inherent in the game. Um, Well, I mean, we do talk about that a lot in the psychology section, don't we? And we are quite mindful of trying to not fall into the traps that we both inevitably fall into uh, time and again exactly i mean it's just it's this tough isn't it like there's
1: I'm, I'm very i'm very much a victim of my own mind when it comes to fantasy football so like for instance with gabby Dini, i just know that he, he screwed me over previously last year so i'd you know i, I would avoid him at all costs yeah. but like you said last week with harry kane Obviously, we've got. I've got good memories of him delivering for me last year. So even though Harry Kane hasn't scored, which he never does in August, to be fair, <laughs> no, you know, like I still I'm, have I'm, the faith. Don't I have you? the faith, and I, maybe I had the faith too long with uh, Kevin De Bruyne because I had good memories of having him from a couple of
0: seasons know. ago as well. And and, you, you know. In retrospect, we're like complete psychos, then, we on the, about that. Yeah, but I I'm, mean. I'm it's just one of those things that I think early on in the season uh, say I mean, it, is, it is kind of random I think to some extent like you've got to accept that there's that kind of big variance when I mean, we're seeing with the anti-meta team the anti-template team that they're doing really well despite having a team full of players that no one would really pick
1: and yeah it depends I mean later on in the season you have to kind of look at what other players are picking it doesn't really matter too much at the beginning but later on say you're, say you're chasing points for instance say you're chasing your mini-lead you know, some he's got Maratta or something like that, yeah. then maybe you wouldn't bring in Maratta because you're thinking, okay, he's got Maratta, he's doing very well, but I've still got Harry Kane, he doesn't have Harry Kane, so maybe I should stick with Harry Kane, hoping he comes good, and then I can actually gain. Whilst if you're in the lead, and this, this is something that frustrates you a lot with um, when your, your cousin Mark <laughs> yeah. Murray is, yeah. like when he's uh, beating you and then you transfer in Ericsson and then he'll transfer Ericsson because he's, you know, trying to match you for points because yeah, he's trying exactly. to maintain his...
0: So especially in the mini leagues, you get a little bit of game theory going on, yeah, I game, th- gaming going on. I, th- I think strategy definitely kind of develops over time. And I, th- I think that's something that we'll definitely keep an eye on over the course of the year. Um, thanks very much, Sam. Uh, the next one is, uh, well, there's kind of two questions rolling into one. It's from the, the Guff group on Facebook. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Surav and Siddharth, who have asked, uh, with Aurier coming in, uh, we spoke about him earlier in the uh, in the transfer window section, um, is the Spurs defense uh, worth investing in now that Aurier has arrived? Um, asked Siddharth and uh, Sarav asked something very similar so Aurier looks quite talented um, but could his off-field disciplinary issues well, think, be, someone, be
1: something which could uh, detract I think, from I him? think there is a certain amount of uncertainty now in, in the Spurs defence obviously Kieran Trippier it's, it's been announced that he's injured as well mm. or he's got a knock so he's um, he's potentially a rotation risk now with Aurier and those that have drafted in Kieran Trippier are, are starting to feel a bit concerned I'm still very much in the Ben Davies camp but obviously there's Danny Rose potentially coming back you know I still have a lot of faith in Ben Davies I'm going to stick with him until Danny Rose is like fit and definitely playing because he's on the set pieces so I'm quite happy with my man Ben Davies I think those that own Kieran Trippier do need to worry in terms of you know centre backs, you've, you've got Toby Alderweireld, and he might be a decent pick still if you're looking for those clean sheets. There's Jan vatonian but he, he no, never, never, he never, he never, does, never anything, does anything, does so we don't recommend him because of the lack yeah, of attacking returns. I guess
0: behind them you've got um, Davinson Sanchez, who could play, him, and kind of Foyf on the pecking order the new man. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah he I don't, think don't need know. to worry too much uh, about uh, Foyf. Yeah, but so uh, so I think we've we 6.0 in the premium bracket. We'll have to, we'll have to see what his returns. Are. I mean, we spoke about them earlier on. Um, we'll just have to see. I'd recommend just kind of watching and waiting rather than go, getting him in straight away. Um, I guess similar to that on, on wing backs we've got a couple of questions on Alonso so Anurag on Facebook um, asks on, a, on Alonso is he essential now it looks like Chelsea aren't signing a left wing back they've obviously signed or, um but we're not too sure it looks like that Alexandro move hasn't come through I think Zappacosta looks like he, back up he's, he's, he's a right, he's a right Zappi, back as well Zappi, yeah, so. for
1: right, yeah for Moses probably back i exactly. they're looking at Oxlade
0: as well they were yeah and uh, then uh, uh, a, a, a Spicy Meatball on, Facebook, on uh, Twitter also are the similar things or should we should we consider 4-3-3 again because of Alonso's stats and you've been obviously speaking up Alonso the whole time you've been doing uh, who got since, the assist since the first pod I
1: talked about Alonso and I said he was the best asset to own in Chelsea and uh, the fact that he's only 7.0 but he gets 7.1 now 7.1 now, but he gets defensive and attacking returns I mean what's not to love obviously he got a brace in game two he was scoring in pre-season as well and, you know, he got a clean sheet, which you were disappointed with. But I think, you know, six points. You're going to get a lot of six-point returns from yeah, Alonso.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that was just me being greedy, to be honest. Because I remember, you know, last season earning him a lot. And this season, I think I quickly realised the error of my ways after seeing that
1: brace go in. I think you're definitely going to see more goals from Alonso. You're going to see more clean sheets. You might see the occasional assistance and bonus points, potentially, as well. So he's got a lot of lots to offer. And he would definitely be our Chelsea pick
0: at this moment in time. Exactly. I mean, with everyone else seemingly kind of um, maybe a rotation as well with the Champions League um, with Alonso being the only specialist left back. I mean we got Asmir of course who's been tran- who kind of can move around both flanks but he's him, been playing in the center of defense. Exactly. I mean gets him not bonuses. But. Yeah, I, I think you know Alonso is it worth going for 3-3 to sustain Alonso do you reckon? I mean that's what I've that's what I've been doing at the moment and, and it's question. working
1: out for me. You know, I'm doing okay I guess but I'm quite happy with the 4-3. It's not been a failed experiment to be fair. Well, yeah, know, well you would say you would, say well, I mean, you would a- Ake, Ake hasn't done anything. He's been he's been the disappointment in the defence, but the rest of them all got me returns. I've got you know, two clean sheets from Stevens and goals from Ben Davies and Alonso. So there's definitely value in owning attacking defenders Oh yeah, and going forward sure. absolutely. I'm back a, I'm not
0: even looking at players like I mean Bayi obviously scored again but I'm not looking at players well, like Bayi who, who did previously <laughs> offer no attacking attacks.
1: well I'm potentially thinking about Baye. are you?
0: yeah my, that might be my move because um, Ake's been
1: flagged actually and uh, I've got a little bit in the bank because I sold KDB and brought in Pogba so I'm now looking at a defensive op- option and a switch oh, yeah. from Ake and I Ake. haven't got any Manchester United defenders so that might be my move yeah
0: interesting well, I guess we'll talk about that just before we end when we talk yeah. about what we're going to do next week um, next one is on Reddit and it's from uh, Conflict Free Paella I'm not sure where that name comes from but uh, thanks for getting in touch um, he asked Rickarlison versus Hesse I think this might be a question for you Tom seeing <laughs> so, as you, you drafted in Rickarlison so this R- week Rickarlison was Brought him because of the shots, uh, shots per minute. I think it was about eight. Or a shot every fifteen minutes he was registering. Obviously, that went up to a shot every thirty minutes. I think it was uh, in the game against Brighton. But that was because of them being a man down. I think. Um, I think in in the long term, perhaps S.O. Rodriguez could come through. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I've gone with Charleston early because I quite like um, what Marco Silva seems to be doing at Watford. Whereas I think uh, Mark Hughes at, at Stoke, as we said earlier, Stoke seems to be having quite difficult fixtures. And Okay, great. Um, do there need more questions then? Yeah, uh, Lewis asked on Facebook, uh, who will be the person with Renato Sanchez, who we spoke about earlier, coming in? Uh, will he give Tom Carroll our 4.5 hero the heave ho from from their squad
1: well i don't know i think tom carroll's still going to be a leading man very important player for swansea he's been on all the set pieces practically hasn't yeah, he he's like only 4.5 like you know, seems he's, to love him doesn't he, he? he's he's a bench warmer anyway i don't think people need to worry too much about tom carroll you can have him sitting on on your bench he might prop up with the occasional goal or assist and hopefully you might get some value at some point he hasn't you know yeah, achieved what we really wanted him to do so far. But he's a bench warmer, he's 4.5 and he plays. That's all you really need for well, 4.5. Funnily enough, I'm playing him actually probably this week against Newcastle. <laughs> well, I, I played him this week and he got me three points. I might play him this week, depends what I do with Ake. Because um, Ake's not going to start. But if I sell Ake, then I might bring, if I bring him by, then I might go four at the back again.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe, uh, I guess uh, the answer is... Uh, we don't know, but I'm guessing Tom Carroll is not going to be the man who gets pushed out. It might be, you know, Leroy Fur or something like that. Uh, thanks very much, Lewis. Um, Chris on Facebook asks, um, are Arsenal players a no-go for the time being with their awful form, or are they worth a pump with their excellent fixtures? And of course, we pointed out that they got Bournemouth next. Yep. Um, and then uh, from game week six, as we said in that early wildcard article, they've got West uh, West Brom... Uh, Brighton and then Watford away, and three very very strong fixtures all in the all in all in a row. Well, I think you've got to kind of watch them over the next
1: two games and see how they perform. If you've got an Arsenal player at the moment, we'd probably say hold. I've got Ramsey, and I'm probably now going to hold him. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an Arsenal player, it might, it's not really the best moment to draft them in. But it's quite tempting, to be honest, with the fixtures. Even with the Bournemouth home game, that's still a plum fixture, and you know, that's something that you'd like to see Arsenal come out and play. Well, I'd and, like to see Arsenal. Uh, play uh, and I play. think just as uh, just as FPL fans, if you have an Arsenal player. You'd like to see something from them if they if they disappoint us again, against Bournemouth again, yeah. then it's, it's panic stations, you know. Like, yeah, I, mean, uh, I think we're it's said, hysteria, isn't it?
0: Well, we said at the start of the season, didn't we, that um, Arsenal because Arsene Wenger's gonna be focusing on the league this year, and he's come out and said he's probably not going to focus on the Europa League. It will be all about the league. Mm-hmm. But there may be times in the year when we have free Arsenal players because mm-hmm. I mean, they, we know they're going to be starting. We know that he's going to play the strongest team in the league. Sack off the Europa League completely. You know, play the B team in that league. You know, with Joel Campbell's, assuming he's still there tomorrow of this world, and and play the first episode, it could be that after a while we do have three Arsenal players. I mean, I think it's ridiculous to think that we're going to be you know play so badly all season we're going to get relegated. That's it's not going to happen. Exactly. We are
1: invariably going to have good times. Their form is unsustainable at the moment. Yeah, unsustainably poor. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's like I don't know. You just it's just wait and see. I guess. I mean. I'd be tempted to bring in another Arsenal player, maybe game week eight when you're wild carding if they do well in their next two fixtures. But otherwise, it's just it is a wait and see.
0: I think with that yeah. question. Cool, and and I think kind of to segue into um, what we're going to be doing this week, there's a couple of questions on on the wild card, which I think may may kind of need mm-hmm. about a couple of minutes. Uh, so FPR Virgin asks on Twitter, is it a huge tactical error to wild card in game week three? We know that um, Mark and Fantasy Football Scout has wild carded now. It's quite interesting. And uh, Big Lucas on Twitter, uh, so on Reddit, um, do we have any advice to people on who to double and triple up on on their wild cards? Well, I can understand the appeal of wildcarding
1: now. Obviously, it's the international break, so you've got two weeks to tinker mm. and experiment with your lineups. I personally haven't wild carded. You haven't either. No, I think no. it's, it's. I feel like it's. It's too early. It's, it's only game week three. You're not going to get your next wildcard card for another twenty odd weeks. I think it's yeah. 20, game week twenty two. It opens think, again. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we haven't. So, um, we haven't
0: got. I think that we haven't got the requisite data to be able to say whether this player is better than this player to own. I think they're kind of looking at our squads. Like I don't think there is enough. There's enough kind of past form of players not playing very well. I mean, you have got Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, who's playing in, in a new position. But um, we don't have Removing Harry Kane, for example, that could bite you, really quickly bite you. I I just don't think it's worth it.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you're looking at the, the teams in form, like Liverpool, they're playing Manchester City next. So do you really want to bring in, like, double Liverpool if you've only got one or even like do two transfers and bring in Firmino and Mane at this stage maybe not because they've got a tricky fixture but um, you know each to their own and um, good luck to Mark and you know wish him all the best
0: I, I think the only thing that if you are considering wild carding now um, obviously, that if there are a couple of injuries in the international break, maybe go for it if that devastates your team. But if you are wildcarding, thinking that you're going to see you know, lots of rises, I think just try to disavow yourself of that idea. Well, That's not going to happen. We
1: haven't seen much market fluctuation in terms of rises anyway. We're not going to see like 0.2 rises by any players in, no. one, in one game week at this stage. But it looks exactly, like exactly.
0: During the international break, I think it's completely... Like, it's a it's a misapprehension the idea that people are going to be kind of making lots of changes what happens is that there's really clear peaks which is at the end of the game week and at very, the start we're very the much
1: um, looking at a market slowdown anyway there's been only a couple of rises in the last couple of days there's probably going to be a similar in the you know, next few days as well yeah and, exactly uh, So and then the market will open again virtually um, in days leading up to this game week I'll yeah get, it's, it's Thursday or Friday once all the international fixtures have been played but we subscribe very much to sort of like the Austin rule anyway to hang on to your <laughs> you yeah. uh, I,
0: I think it, it will only be if there are kind of a few big injuries I mean I'll welcome back Salah with open arms and say this is the last time I'll abandon you I want you back in my team but apart from that I think that at the moment I'm just holding I, I on as well um, just talking about sort of the international break
1: um, just like a commentary on like fixtures. I mean, those those who are drafting in Firmino, um, they Brazil actually play Colombia on the fifth of September, and then um, and then Argentina. If you're looking at someone like Agüero, they play Venezuela Australia on the sixth of September. So it doesn't give much time for the twelve thirty kick off on the Saturday for Manchester City versus Liverpool. Because yeah, exactly. These players are going to be like traveling twelve hours. So if you, if um, Argentina have their game on the 6th of September by the 9th of September you know he's going to be knackered
0: yeah exactly he's not going to you you tend to see a a lot of rotation around those times don't you Um, anyway thanks very much for your community questions every week we'll have this kind of specific bit uh, for you guys to ask Mm -hmm. us questions and hopefully we can talk about it and give you some sense of insight uh, in between our ramblings Uh, so let's move on to what we're going to do for game week four obviously you've got a transfer Nick still still in your back pocket you brought Pogba in uh, for who? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne? Yep. yep. Uh, did you catch the fall on De Bruyne? No, so I avoided the fall. Yeah, so you sold him 10. So I did it early. That's
1: why I wanted to have two free transfers over the international break. That's how I was playing. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. wanted to have that flex. And if necessary, I may take a hit. But I'm looking at Ake out. Like I said, I'm kind of waiting for some of the games to be played over the international break. Yeah, I am yeah. watching the market to make sure I don't... Because Ake looks like he's falling as well so I want to avoid the fall if if possible and then if necessary I'll take a hit to do another move if there's like an emergency transfer due to a um, last minute injury. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think that, that's completely fine. I mean, I've um, done KDB to Ali um, for reasons but sp- uh, expressed earlier that he's not playing in the Champions League, so he's absolutely nailed in the Premier League. Um, however, if that leaves me 1.5 in the bank. I've still got Ryan Fraser, a running sore in my team. Um, but basically, yeah, he might go for maybe someone like Robbie Brady, who got an assist against spurs and they fairly creative i mean i don't know
1: that's fair enough fraser hasn't really been a starlight in your team has he no, no. Maybe, maybe
0: maybe brady will be your plug-in baby <laughs> plug-in brady <laughs> yeah perhaps, perhaps oh perhaps. dear me okay so i think that's uh that's that's a lot for for this international break yeah so um just to reiterate we are who
1: got the assist our website's www.whogottheassist.com got the assistcom you can find us on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL yep you can find us on Facebook as
0: well facebook.com slash who got the assists yeah our lead code is 1538 17403 as Nick said earlier there um, is there was a theme every week uh, last week it was of course the killers uh, many got that right and uh, we think FPL Chelsea was the first yeah I think so I mean we got loads of messages with uh, Nick here <laughs> this week so uh, <laughs> if you think your congratulations for all those that got it thanks very much everybody we hope this assisted you and we'll speak to you after game week four goodbye oh it's a
1: goal who got the assist who got the assist
0: sports social podcast network